This is a Federal News Network podcast. What the Capitol Hill police did or did not do, that's the question bubbling up in Washington, already outraged in overdrive. The day-long occupation of the Capitol did seem to show flaws in planning. For one perspective, we turn to the president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, Larry Cosme. Larry, good to have you back. Hey, thanks for having me back. I don't know where to begin here, but the Capitol Hill police are, I guess, coming under fire. First of all, what are you hearing with respect to in the law enforcement community about the Capitol Hill police? Is the sense that they sort of were caught asleep at the switch on this one? Or was this one of those black swans that no organization could have been prepared for? I just want to say one thing first and foremost. Uh, The Capitol Hill police officers and the other uh, law enforcement officials that supported the Capitol Police did an outstanding job considering the circumstances that they were uh, dealing with. And they're overcome, obviously, by the amount of people that... that, uh, you know, broke into the Capitol, which is totally unacceptable. We as defenders of the U.S. Constitution, we respect every American's right to protest. But, you know, the Capitol Police during those circumstances did an outstanding job. Should it have been handled a little bit different? That's up to the leadership of Congress, since they they don't fall under the executive branch, and they need to reevaluate that at the leadership level. But the frontline officers did an outstanding job, and those supporting those officers did an outstanding job considering the circumstances. And these individuals should have not attacked the officers. We have plenty of them that are out on injuries right now. Yes. And the difference between, I guess, this issue with the Congress and earlier incidents, there were a couple of officers killed 22 years ago. And someone alone, crazed, it turned out, gunman, got inside, shot two officers, made it into one of the leadership offices. But that was one individual. So as a result, there was the installation of metal detectors and lots of perimeter security at the doors of the Capitol, but not on the perimeter of the Capitol grounds itself. Is that one of the issues? Because never has such a large group, in effect, surrounded that building. Well, when, when a situation like this occurs, they need to do what's called a threat assessment. And this threat assessment needs to start from the top down and the bottom up, both in in, in every direction, and then give everyone a seat at the table and to reevaluate what happened, what didn't happen, what went wrong, where did it go wrong, what was the operational planning prior to this event. Obviously, they they had advanced notice that this event was going to take place. I'm not privy to the current intelligence on what the threats might have been, but that's something that needs to be reevaluated by the leadership of, of the Capitol Police. Because guarding against, say, the crazed gunman or the individual or even the driver that might try to crash through barricades and so forth, that's a whole different type of police action, a whole different skill, isn't it, than holding yes. back a large, angry crowd that's kind of pressing in on you? Yes, that's that's more reactionary, you know, quick reaction because things evolve in a, in a quick and timely manner. And a quicker matter than, than most most uh, planned events. This was a planned event, which they, they could be more proactive in bringing other federal agencies and other municipal and state stakeholders that can help out and partner up with them and reinforcing the law enforcement perimeter. Because the mayor of D.C. was saying that they're not the Capitol Hill police, of course, the Metropolitan Police, but they are available almost like a junior National Guard to the Capitol Hill police if those reinforcements are needed, which they decided, I guess, midday that they were. Are you trying to say that perhaps that call could have been made earlier? And therein lies the problem. We need to take the politics out of policing. And those individuals that are serving our country in elected positions, they should just allow the leadership of departments to do their job. And therefore, they can be protected, you know, in the right way and and giving them the proper budgeting, because we always hear this defund this, defund that. But you know what? At the end of the day, it, it's, it's about dollars and cents. It's about the way they want to perceive 
police officers. Listen, police officers are doing their jobs as defenders of the Constitution, and that's important. And they did an outstanding job considering the circumstances. We're speaking with Larry Cosme, president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. But this question must come up a lot in many jurisdictions, in many domains. You've got various federal law enforcement agencies that operate throughout the country. Nearby are local law enforcement. Does that question come up regularly? When might the federals need to call in reinforcements from local police? Are there protocols for that kind of thing and kind of known action plans? Yes, there's always operational plans when there's big events. The agency that I worked for, uh, U.S. Customs, before, I'm retired now, with U.S. Customs and U.S. Immigration Customs Enforcement within the uh, Division of Homeland Security Investigations, you always do an operational plan when you have a big event like this. Whoever the lead agency is, they coordinate the operational plan. They coordinate the meetings. They bring in the outside stakeholders from different entities, whether it's federal, state, or local law enforcement, and those individuals sit down at the table months prior or, or whenever they get first notice that this event's taking place. So it sounds like there could have been earlier planning. I think you said that earlier. Maybe the call could have been made knowing this was going to happen. Although in this case, you hadn't heard maybe the president's speech, maybe hadn't heard the type of encouragement, incitement, whatever you want to call it. Maybe they couldn't have known this would quite end up the way it did. I think what the president should have done is come out early on and said, wait a minute, folks, you're not here to we, we, we condemn violent attacks against law enforcement and those individuals that trespass against federal properties. And that's something that should have been strong, a strong message to all these individuals. And they should have been told this is totally unacceptable. We're a law and order country. We totally do not accept this. And we at FLIOA condemn this type of violence against federal law enforcement or state and local law enforcement officers. And what about there were some pictures, selfies and so forth of officers in some manner lighting cigarettes for or encouraging people to put out cigarettes or posing with selfies? Were there some breakdowns in protocols of policing that might have happened from what we can see, at least on the footage? I'm not going to comment specifically to that information, but I could tell you in a general sense, when there's big rallies like this where individuals are peaceful protesters, most of the interaction between the law enforcement officers and the, and the citizens that have a right to protest is pretty cordial. I mean, some, someone might ask someone for a light or someone might ask them for, you know, anything. It could be anything. It could be a tissue, you know, a napkin, or, you know, if they're eating something, it, it depends on the circumstances, but it's not uncommon for them to interact like that. But uh, I, I, this specific situation, I'm not, you know, totally aware of that, that whole incident. Because I got the sense, and again, just looking at the footage, uh, you know, I wasn't there. When some of those people did get into the Capitol, maybe not the ones that broke the windows, but the ones that crawled in afterwards, when they were in there, they almost didn't know what to do next. We saw all sorts of results and people sitting in this chair and that chair and so on. <laughs> and there was some damage done. But I got the sense that once in, people were mostly kind of touring and walking around, almost surprised that they got themselves inside that building. What's a good response to that type of situation? Like, like I said, uh, you know, the Constitution is clearly there for all Americans. So they'd have the ability to protest, to scream and shout. But as long as they keep their hands to themselves and they don't break into a federal property or anyone's property, and they have every right to walk in peacefully. And, you know, if they want to scream and shout, obviously, they'll be told, according to the protocols of Capitol Hill, what they can do, they can't do. But, but they have that right, that fundamental right. But for these individuals that attacked these officers, that's totally unacceptable. They created a chaotic situation and a major threat to our country. What I'm trying to say or drive at is that some people were violent, were attacking officers and property. Some were just merely trespassing. Yes. 
multiple individuals have been charged. Over 53 individuals have been charged. And that's where, it, in, in essence, all this type of rallying, uh, once it gets, goes beyond their First Amendment rights and they start committing crimes, then not just even this specific rally, any rally, individuals that turn into violent crime, they should be charged with the highest levels of, of, of federal law or state and local law that are applicable to these individuals for committing these crimes. And from the standpoint of law enforcement, what should they be evaluating at this point? Uh, they need to be doing a, a full threat assessment, both on the interior barriers, exterior barriers, the amount of personnel, the, the proper equipment that they should have been wearing. I understand sometimes now they want to have a touchy-feely situation with, with uh, law enforcement because of you know, the light, light has been shed on uh, all law enforcement, even prior to this incident. But at the end of the day, law enforcement are, are, are protecting, you know, whether you're federal, state or local, they're protecting the citizens of this country that are law abiding citizens, period. Larry Cosme is president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you for having <laughs> me back on. Thanks. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Celebrate this holiday season by sending money to your loved ones with Western Union. As a new customer, you can enjoy a $0 transfer fee when you send money online. For fast and reliable money transfers, use Western Union. Visit westernunion.com or download our app today to get started and your first transfer fee is on us. Services offered by Western Union Financial Services, Inc., NMLS 906983, or Western Union International Services, LLC, NMLS 906985, FX Gain Supply. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.